Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Wednesday, middle of the week. Glad you could join Mark Aram. That's me and the bananas with you till 8 p.m. as we continue day six of the protest here in Atlanta. Obviously, our first uh, mission is as a news station. So if those protests uh, do anything newsworthy, get out of hand, et cetera, et cetera, we'll break in live and we'll be live with you tonight after our show. Uh, the show with Shelly and Milani will continue our coverage. Uh, Doug Turnbull and the Chopper monitoring the protests. Sounds like everything's calm and peaceful right now. Do you think, let's go to our uh, political analyst, uh, Charles Thomas III. Do you think, Chuck, if we weren't in the COVID-19 pandemic, that these protests would be a lot smaller? It's just the fact that no one's got anything to do. No one's got jobs and people that do get to work from home. And I don't know if the, they would be smaller. There'd maybe be a few less people involved in some that, of That the... means smaller. Oh, well, I'm talking, no, but I mean the protests. You're talking about the riots would be smaller. I don't. I mean, just everything. I think. No, it, I think people would still go out and protest. You know, in a, in a peaceful manner. Oh, yeah. I don't think that would be smaller. I think. The I think fewer riot, people would do it. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think the rioting would be less. I think people. Some people aren't even. They don't even know. They're just trying to get out of the house. Well, they're like, they might I, be. yeah, we heard Chandler. One in three Georgians hasn't had a haircut in three months. <laughs> I think there are people like you know. I don't even know what's going on. I'm just going to go downtown. Go I need to get out of the house. Martha's killing me. I got to get out of here. Um, <laughs> Maybe. We'll, anyway, we'll continue to uh, monitor the protests and hopefully they stay peaceful. But it's Wednesday, so let's kick off the show with our favorite game of all time. Let's play Millennial Match Game. Joining us live, working remotely from the WSB Promotions team, it's our good friend Andrew Wilson. How are you, Andrew? Good, man. How are you? We miss you. We miss you in the office. When are you coming back? Oh, hopefully soon. All right. That's what everyone says. Hopefully soon. Uh, real quick, tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself, Andrew. Uh, well, like Mark said, I'm with the uh, promotions department. I've been uh, with the company for uh, like ooh, like seven years. Nice. Good so for I've, you, I've buddy. been around for a while. At 20 years, you get a, a tote bag. That's what I got. I got a tote bag at 20 years. So hang in there. 13 more years, you get a tote bag. All right, Andrew, let's meet our contestants on the phone. We'll start with Nancy. Nancy, welcome to the show. Tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Hi. Uh, well, uh, I'm a native Atlantan. Um, right now, I'm a domestic diva, but I'm a retired RN. And... Uh, Look forward to playing. That's perfect. Well, thank you for being uh, an RN and all the good stuff you've done over the years. You're going to be playing Karen in Johns Creek. Taryn, uh, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Hey, um, I have been in this Atlanta area for about 20 years. I'm a special ed teacher, loving the summer off, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> all right. You do, you do God's work as well. Two very good giving contestants here on Millennial Match Game. As always, brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. 
Uh, today's Millennial Match Game, our TV show sidekick. So here's the deal, Nancy and Karen. I'm going to say the name of a TV show sidekick. You have to guess if Millennial Andrew knows what TV show or the main character is. We'll be very, very uh, fluid on this one. We're going to be very open on the answer. So, for example, I'll say, uh, Andrew, the uh, the TV sidekick's name was Robin. Robin. Who uh, Who is Robin's sidekick? What show is that from? Et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Batman? To the Batmobile. That is correct. To the Batmobile. So, so Nancy and Karen, you don't need to know the answer. You just have to guess whether the millennial knows the answer. As always, when in doubt, the millennial does not know. All right, we'll start with you, Nancy. First sidekick okay. is Barney Fife. Barney Fife. Will millennial Andrew know a TV show at a sidekick named Barney Fife? Um, I think so. That's on rerun, so I think he'll know. That's a good point. It is on Nick at Night. Uh, Andrew, Barney Fife, sidekick on what show? Oh, I, I, I hate that I'm blanking on it right now. Oh, he's uh, too young. Black and white I show. Know. Oh, man. I can picture the, the, the black and whites and walking down the uh, down the road. Yeah. We're going oh, to give you a no on that, song. Andrew. Uh, the Andy Griffith Show. Andy Griffith, yes. He was Andy Taylor's sidekick. So no point there for Nancy, right? I thought he might have gotten that, Nancy. I'm with you. I would have guessed the same. All right, here we go. Uh, millennial Match Game TV Show Sidekicks. Karen, will Millennial Andrew know a TV show had a sidekick named Jesse Pinkman? Jesse Pinkman. Hmm. I'm not sure that... I well, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm not sure that I know. All right. So what, so you're saying no, he will not know? I'm saying no. All right. Jesse Pinkman, sidekick on what show there, Andrew? Oh, that's that's uh, Breaking Bad. That is Breaking Bad. Have you not seen Breaking Bad, Karen? I don't think so. Yeah, not good for the kids. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't wheel in the uh, TV into the classroom and let them watch Breaking yeah, Bad. No. Although it does star right. a teacher, so you got that going for you. All right, uh, no point for Karen. Zero, zero, millennial match game. All right, here we go, Nancy. Uh, TV show sidekick. This sidekick's name was Vinny Del Pino. Vinny Del Pino. Well, millennial Andrew know a TV show had a sidekick named Vinny Del Pino. Yes, I think he will. You say yes. I would have said no on this. I didn't know. I wouldn't have known this one. Vinny Del Pino, Andrew, what TV show had a sidekick with that name? Well, that's, that's tough. I mean, just... Going off the name alone, um, I, I don't, maybe The Sopranos? That's a great guess. But no, Doogie Howser. Doogie Howser. I don't think I ever saw an episode of that show. Really? I know of the show. And the actor that uh, played Doogie, uh, what's his name? Do you remember his name? Neil Patrick. Patrick. Neil Patrick. Neil Patrick. So he went to a college in the same town as I did. And he went to Vassar, which was a nicer college than my college. And they used to have this thing called Sunfest or something, or I don't know. It was a big party in the uh, campus, and all us Freddie Maris kids would go. And I was like, I didn't really hang out with them, but I saw him drinking beer out of a solo cup. That's the story. That was a bad story. All right, uh, Millennial Match Game TV show sidekicks. I believe Karen is up now. Karen, this TV sidekick's name is Brian Griffin. Brian Griffin. Will Millennial... Andrew, know a TV show stars a sidekick named Brian Griffin? I'm going to say no. Brian Griffin, Andrew. Ooh, family guy. It seems today Correct. That all you Dang it. Dang it is right. These are, these are tough. Deborah Green is going all over the map on these shows. All right, no point there. Used to rely. All right, uh, next. 
uh, Nancy, Nancy, Millennial yeah, Match Game, okay. TV Show All Sidekicks. Right. The uh, the sidekick's name is Kato. Kato. Will Millennial uh, Andrew know a TV show had a sidekick named Kato? Um, um yeah. Yeah, I know it, so. Yeah, I, I, I think you're going to whiff on this one as well. It's not Kato Kalen, by the way, Andrew. What TV show had a, a sidekick named Kato? Kato? Uh, Come on, Andrew. She, she <laughs> might have spoke too soon. Oh. Come on, Andrew, she says. Oh, I, I don't have a clue. Another challenge for the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet. And their rolling arsenal. I thought you might have got it, because didn't Seth Rogen do a movie, The Green Hornet? Yeah, all right, no point. Wow, we, we are really doing poorly here on Millennial Match Game. That's okay. It is Karen's turn. Karen. Okay. He's not doing good. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, this TV sidekick's name is Al Borland. Al Borland. Will uh, Millennial Andrew know a TV show at a sidekick named Al Borland? Yes. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> Al Borland, Andrew, you don't know this one. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That was uh, Tim Taylor's sidekick on Home Improvement. Was that the guy you never saw his face? Yeah. Did, what am I in the, fi- in the finale? Did you find, did we get to see no, his the face? Guy, that was a neighbor that you couldn't see his face. Oh. Mr. Wilson. Who was well, his tool time? Yeah, his tool time uh, sidekick. Al Borland. Oh, the guy, the guy with, with the beard. beard yeah. Oh, all right. Um, all right, this is this, <laughs> this is a heck of a millennial match game. Let's check zero the scoreboard, by the way. I don't even know what the score is. What's the score? <laughs> the to... score is zero zero. Still zero zero. All right. Uh, Nancy, I believe, is up. Millennial match game brought. You know, Rocco's not going to sponsor this one. Rocco's European Garage says, "You know what? Take us out of this one." Um, <laughs> all right, Nancy, a- Andrew, how old yeah. are you? Let's just set the. Uh, I am thirty-one. All right, thirty-one. Keep that in mind, Nancy, when you answer this next question. Will millennial Andrew? <laughs> Know what sidekick was on a show? The sidekick's name was Rhoda Morgenstern. Rhoda Morgenstern. Will Millennial Andrew know what TV show starred that sidekick? Um, this is an easy one, but I'm going to say he won't know it. Yeah, no. that, that's how this game is played. Yes, Rhoda Morgenstern. <laughs> Andrew, what? if you get this, I'm buying you a steak dinner. Uh, what TV show had a sidekick named Rhoda Morgenstern? What a name, first off. <laughs> um, Rhoda Morgenstern. Uh, let's go with uh, the Goldbergs. That was a, that's a yeah. great guess, though. But it was, no, uh, the classic Mary Tyler Moore. The Mary Tyler Moore Show, her best friend Rhoda. And then they did a spinoff called Rhoda. Rhoda was kind of hot back in the day, as, of course, was Mary. All right, we got our first point. Nancy gets the point. This, that could be the deciding point right there. All right, Millennial Match Game, uh, TV show sidekicks. All right, Karen, I'm going to give you a layup here. This uh, sidekick's name was George Costanza. George Costanza. Will Millennial Andrew know a TV show had a sidekick named George Costanza? Yes. You say yes. Andrew, you know this one, right? I hope so. Tell Seinfeld? Me. That is Seinfeld. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. That is that is Seinfeld. All right, I gave you an easy one, Karen. I didn't want you to get a shout out. All right, here we go. Uh, this might be it. We got a couple of questions left. Uh, Nancy, this TV show sidekick was named Waylon Smithers. Waylon Smithers. Will Millennial Andrew know what TV show starred a sidekick named Waylon Smithers? Went by Smithers no mostly. Way. You no say way. you say no way. Andrew, tell her she's wrong. Uh, I believe he was in The Simpsons. That is correct. The Simpsons. 
Yeah, Mr. Burns' dude. Yep. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Okay, uh, Karen, you're up. You, this is for the win. You get this right, you win it. Come from behind right. victory. Uh, this sidekick's name is Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute. Will Millennial Andrew know what TV show had a sidekick named Dwight Schrute? Yes. You say yes, I agree. Andrew? That was that was a good call. I think I just finished uh, binging it for the 17th time. Um, <laughs> that would be The Office. That is correct. Good job, Andrew. All right, we got one more. Whose turn is it? It's Nancy's turn. Nancy, all right, for the tie. You can tie it up on this one. This sidekick's okay. name was Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock. Will Andrew the Millennial know what TV show had a sidekick named Mr. Spock? Yeah, he will. He will. Yeah. I better, right? Yeah, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Star Trek, of course. That is correct. That is correct. So I believe we ended in a tie. All tied up, ladies. Uh, that's okay, because I didn't have any prizes to give away because of the COVID. But you guys were very, very good contestants. Andrew, you were great as well. You want you want to plug your social media or anything there, Dr. Wilson? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I, I, yeah, I'm good. You're good? Right. Hey, hope to see you soon, Andrew. You too, man. All right, there we go. Millennial Match Cream with our buddy Andrew Wilson. We'll come back and fire things up. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. This is a little inside baseball, but uh, the COVID-19, the Rona, has finally hit me hard. Uh, I didn't lose anybody or anything. but I'm because a- of upstairs? Yeah, I'm about to lose upstairs. What the heck? I know. I didn't even know this. Uh, apparently, devastated. everyone was told but me. They are taking away well, you're our... you're just going to read your email. That too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're taking away our little food commissary? Yep. Yeah. What's going on? They uh, don't want any deliveries in again, and they yeah. don't want people all congregating to go up there. So if there's that more thing than that, never happens. No yeah. one congregates. Well, like there's six know. people in the That's building. Absurd. I eat there every day, yeah, just about. They're saying that you can't even take two people in an elevator, so they don't even want two people in that room. But there's enough room to. But we're all in the same room all the time. Dis- yeah. I, I get it. I'm just saying that's the. Uh, is this permanent, it. or are they going to bring it back? Uh, I don't got that update yet. Indefinite, if you read the email. All right, I got to read emails now. Oh, this hurts, man. Yeah. I just ate two Hot Pockets before the show. Slim Pickens up there. There's not much going on. Uh, um, I want to talk about, uh, we'll talk about that because it impacts me. (laughs) No one else listening is going to impact. It'll impact me. Plus, the Duck Dynasty's dynasty continues. I'll tell you more about that next. This is the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to the Mar... Mar- uh, 639, 86 steamy degrees on Peachtree Street. Summer has arrived, as has the Mark Aram Show, with you till 8 in the p.m. Monitoring the protesters here in Atlanta and around the country, if anything big breaks out, we will break in and cover that for you. Uh, I'm going to get to the Duck Dynasty story in a second, but back to the, the little food commissary upstairs. So... Uh, the WSB building is laid out like this. The radio stations are on the first floor. It's WSB Radio, KISS 104.1, 97.1 The River, and B98.5. Second floor is like security, mailroom, sales, sales, and the third floor is television. But on the second floor, they took the break room and made it like this commissary, like a really good commissary where they have frozen good foods stuff. and refrigerated foods. Yeah, it's and, gotten way from the beginning oh, yeah. of it. It was a little, you know, just like chips and yeah. stuff, but then it got really Everything, big. like yeah. Jamaican beef patty. Oh, you can get anything. There. Anything. Yeah. Breakfast. Sushi. Lunch. They had sushi yeah. there. Not that I tried the sushi out of the commissary, but they have ice cream and mm-hmm. like just, what do you get you? A cup of noodles? What else do you get I always get a cup there? of noodles. Uh, they got a lot of... Good cookie selection. Amazing cookie selection. Yes. Yeah, stuff like Longoria, that. Longoria, you... Cookies, yeah. sandwiches, Deborah Green, never mind. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yogurt. Yogurt. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. They, they do have healthy stuff, right. too. Alex Williams in the traffic center. Um, you're, you always used to make me get you pasta salad, right? Absolutely. Yeah, good pasta. So anyway, it's a really good little thing. And it's great for us here because uh, with our schedules, like I'm in here four right. in the morning. There's nothing really open on the way in. And sometimes Nothing is close enough for us to actually go run correct. to and come back to. Like the Wendy's down the street closed, mm-hmm. like uh, the IHOP that used to be there. Cl- like every, there's no food. We are food uh, insecure. insecure here yeah. at WSB Radio. <laughs> so that, that thing was great because you could go up any time of day. And so, like, for example, this evening I went up and got two Hot Pockets. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm going to go back to me bitching about losing the commissary in a second. <laughs> I've, I, uh, it's the first time I purchased a Hot Pocket up there. Because yeah. usually there's better selections. But right. since it's going away, they're not restocking not it. Restocking so there's limited anything. stuff. So I had to go to the freezer. Anyway, I digress. I, I was opening up the Hot Pocket and looking for the microwave instructions. Yeah. And on the package, there are heating instructions to use a conventional oven. Yeah, you've never done hot pockets in an oven. I don't. I can't imagine anyone in this world would wait twenty four minutes for a hot pocket. Oh, I've done it. Mother Teresa it's wouldn't so wait twenty four minutes for a <laughs> Dude, freaking hot pocket. It's worth it. That's, it is probably better. It's worth it. But I've never done it. Because usually the reason you have it, hot yeah. pockets is because you don't want you don't have time to eat. You, it's a convenience. If you have twenty four minutes to kill, you can get something better than a hot pocket, Chuck. But sometimes that's all you got. Oh my goodness! You make, it's like listen. It's like taking cup of noodles and making it more than cup of noodles. Right? Like you do no. something to it. No. It's, it's, yes. It's no, if you said, thing. oh, I take the Hot Pocket out and I put sriracha on it, <laughs> okay. that would be making your cup right. of 24 right. minutes. Yeah, and you do it if you do it if you have a baking stone. Ooh, yeah, put it on that. Oh, <laughs> That's a, a baking stone. I wouldn't stone? waste. Yeah. I wouldn't waste dishes I want on to, a hot pocket. I want you to do a, a video, <laughs> a YouTube crazy. video, how to how to make gourmet hot pockets <laughs> by Low T Chuck. I can't believe that. So I. In college, when you really needed to eat after sure, a night yeah. out, microwave, two minutes, it's hot and cold at the same time. It totally burns your understand. mouth and it's still cold. So I, I was blown away by the fact that there was actually <laughs> oven yes. directions. That's my preferred way. Like preheat the oven to 350. Pre, you got to, what? Yeah, anyway, well. I've never, and I promise you my solemn vow, I will never eat uh, heat a hot pocket up in an oven. Anyway, Crazy. so that's what I got today. Probably a mistake the way things have gone the first half yeah, hour of the I show so. with my intestines. <laughs> but uh, that's going away now. And it's a double kick in the uh, in the schwami because we're in the COVID-19 still we and we, we can't get food delivered here. Mm-mm. So we literally will be extremely food insecure. We're on an island. So do, really a, do any of you belong <laughs> to like uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks? We're going to be Tom Hanks like yeah. at Wilson. the end of this COVID. And do any of you have like uh, uh, memberships to BJ's or Costco or anything? Yeah, yeah, Costco. Can yeah. you? If I give you money this weekend, will you just snack up on non-perishable food? Yeah, why don't we open up our own out of your office? Turn your little corner in right there. I was actually going to buy a toaster <laughs> oven for the well, traffic we need center, one here. not for the freaking hot pockets though, but what? like yes, but for other stuff. Like toaster ovens are money. So I'm gonna, I, I I'm, can make enchiladas in a toaster oven. Oh, shut see, the there front you go. door. Yeah. We're going to have a little business. Didn't, didn't Sell tacos and everything out of the though? corner. What's that? Didn't the toaster oven idea get shot down? By whom? I thought you couldn't have one. Who's oh. here? I don't know, but I <laughs> yeah. thought I thought you do made that request and they told you you couldn't have one. I didn't, well, why would I put in a request? I don't, I don't know. You're just going to do it? I'm going to go to Target and buy one. Yeah. I didn't get a, I didn't put a request for the Keurig in there. Well, that's and in the old traffic center, I used to have a George Foreman grill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to, when Doug Turnbull was my intern slash producer, I would make him make me grilled cheese sandwiches every morning <laughs> on the George Foreman grill. So I had a loaf of white bread 
a big thing of craft right. singles and like spray on Pam. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like Doug, six fifteen, let's go. I want my sandwiches. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Aaron. Do, 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 do. He'd go there. So maybe I'll get one of those too. Anyway, I I, I just wanted you to yourself. Oh, Doug Turbo via the Piccadilly Tech Sign says the Foreman Grill is still in the drawer in the traffic <laughs> oh, center. Nice. Good stuff. All right. We come back. I'm gonna talk about Duck Dynasty's growing dynasty. It's the Mark Aram Show, 404-872-0750. Back after this. 652, 86 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark and the Bananas with you till 8. Coming up, Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. All right, so we all uh, remember the show Duck Dynasty, right? It ran for, I think, six seasons, 2012 like to 20. 10 seasons? Yeah, 10 or 11. All right. I'll believe you over People Magazine, Chuck. Did it say six seasons? Oh, well, it said 2012 to 2017. Nah, nah, nah. So I don't know if they had more than one season. If they, well, all right, anyway, it doesn't yeah, matter. Whatever. Ten seasons. Whatever. Distracted. 47 years on the air, Duck Dynasty. <laughs> uh, and the uh, the face of the show was the the uh, Phil Robinson. The, I mean, you, you've seen a uh, picture of him, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, he's got the big beard everywhere. Famous beard. So anyway, um, he's in the news again. He found out he's got a long-lost daughter. And I mm-hmm. thought, I was like, whoa, it's scandalous. So apparently this this woman, 40 some odd years old, 42 I think, had a did a DNA test with her family and like her DNA came back different than her siblings, like different dad. So she went on one of those things, ancestry mm-hmm. whatever, and she matched her DNA with other people and found out that they were Robertson's actual kids. Mm-hmm. And then she got that info, showed up in his life and now is like one big happy family, which is which is pretty amazing. Uh, this, as far as I know, this woman didn't know that her no, dad I, was the, not her biological dad. The sons talked about it on their podcast and said they got an email from this lady, which they get all kinds of emails. They're like, yeah, whatever. Hold on one second. I need the breaking news sounder. What? Where is Hector? Is that what you do in there? You listen to the no. Duck Dynasty Kids no, podcast? I, read, when you're I actually read the articles calls? instead of just looking at oh, the all right. headlines. All right, like go ahead. Did. Go ahead. The is, that, is, is it a good podcast, Chuck? Do you recommend <laughs> I don't know. I've never listened to <laughs> a word That's why he's laughing in there. <laughs> is that what you Until do? Until he knows it's 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, they were talking about it on the podcast that she had emailed, they ignored it, and then oh, she was really? a little persistent and then um, was able to get enough information in front of him because of her... DNA stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, maybe this is legit. And then he was like, yes, that's, you know, he so didn't know about her either. But. Did Phil, uh, like, did he, does Phil, Phil Robertson? Yeah. Does he know the mom? Like, does he remember, like, oh, yeah, it was Sally. I, that, and... that didn't say in the article. Okay. Maybe they said it in the podcast. It yeah. didn't say in the article. Well, when you get to the next episode of the podcast <laughs> so while you're screening calls, <laughs> now I'm going to go uh, listen to it. <laughs> but it's like a really, it's a, it's a, it's a happy ending story. Yeah. Um, not that that just because the guy's famous and rich and everything, but, like, she gets to know who her biological dad is. Yeah. But that is the reason I'm never doing one of those DNA tests. Like, you don't want to be in the you're, database you're afraid in that case you're, somebody you're shows yes. up? I'm like, well, no. I, you're I'm, afraid your parents aren't your parents? Well, my mom is obviously my mom. That I know. <laughs> and I'm 99.9999999% sure that my dad is my dad. I mean, we have a lot of similar traits. But I, in, in that one millionth of a percent, I don't want to know. Right. I don't want to know. And I'm pretty sure I don't have any siblings out there yeah. that I don't know about. But <laughs> uh, yeah, well that that's that that's is yeah. I'm saying. So I figured, obviously, I I waited till marriage. I mean, sure. I'm not a, a heathen, but sure. let's just say something. I didn't yeah. hypothetically. <laughs> I would have thought if I had a young Aram running around. Yeah. By the time I reached a certain income level, I would have found out about it. You think so? Yeah. Like if if there was someone that had my child. Mm-hmm. 
and turned on the TV one day and said, jackpot. <laughs> you know, I think that would have come up by now. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think, or they're just still too embarrassed to be like, oh, God. They found out. Yeah. At one. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, two. Yeah. No. It's like I'm, when you get stood up for a date, they show up and see you and leave without no, yeah. saying anything. I'm thinking about the mom going, yeah, I'm still not going to admit it. Like, I can make <laughs> no, a lot I of money here. Around. It's a yeah. bad night at Lulu's. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I could get 18 years of child support, but I'm, it's not worth not admitting worth that it. that happened. 17 years ago in Lulu's Bake Shack. And, and anyway, the, the reason I want to talk about this story is, has anyone ever um, had an out-of-wedlock kind of story like that where later in life someone uh, contacted you and said, hey, by the way, you're my dad? I would love to hear a story about that. Or if anyone's done that whole DNA test, the Ancestry.com, and has had any remarkable discoveries, be it uh, a, a half-brother, half-sister you didn't know, uh, your dad's not your dad. Your mom's not your mom. Whatever. I, I'm very intrigued by that whole. That's a big business, billion dollar business. That DNA stuff. Twenty three and me, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to know if anyone's anyone's had any tales about that. If you've tried it, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show on a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. Seven oh eight, eight minutes after seven o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, six to eight p.m. on ninety-five point five WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole family here today. Deborah Green produces the show. The Stoic, not always Stoic. Longori on the other side of the takeout window. What what happened to you yesterday? I went to the dentist to go get a grill made a, for like just what, Trump. On it. A grill. <laughs> like a, like a gold I have a good grill? feeling about 2020. All right, good. <laughs> so he's, you're back to being stoic as yeah, yes. All right, Low T Chuck, when he's not listening to the Duck Dynasty podcast, is screening your calls. That is what we're talking about the Duck Dynasty paternity story. Pat Robertson, the uh, main Duck Dynasty dude, uh, found out he has a, a daughter, 40 some odd years old, connected through a DNA test, and a uh, big, ha- bigger happy family now. Have you had any uh, blasts from your past? Show up at your door and be like, uh, hey, I'm here. Let me in. I'm your daughter. I'm your son. And have you ever done any of those DNA tests? And what have you found out? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Brian's in Marietta. Brian, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing tonight? What's going on, Brian? Uh, 2017, I found my first dad through Ancestry DNA. It was amazing. Did you know that your uh, your regular dad wasn't your birth dad? Your biological dad? My adopted parents told me when I was about four or five years old. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, my my parents were married, just not to each other. Okay. So, 1965, they had a little bit of fun. 1966, I was born. Quite a surprise to my birth mom, who never told my birth dad. So, you got the DNA test, and, and have you reconnected with your dad? He died in 2011. Oh, great. What a uh, damn! <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so you were four when your parents told you were adopted. Is that the deal? Yeah, my my dad, my mom, they adopted me. 
my birth mom, I connected with her when I was 50 years old. 50? First time ever. It's amazing. Wow. I, what is the, what, when is the... Brian, I know you're protesting right now because I can I can hear you walking down <laughs> Marietta Boulevard. Uh, was that a good time to be? What's what's the best time to tell your kids they're adopted? Is there a best time? I would think a little bit older, and I'm just walking around the neighborhood. I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding, Brian. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, when they told me, I didn't know what it meant. I think you either have to do it. Out of blue, they told me they're not my parents. Yeah. What am I supposed to think? I think you have to either do it really young like that. Or, like, oh, it's your 18th birthday, we're not your parents kind of thing, right? I mean... No, I think mostly they encourage you to do it young, so they, yeah. while they don't understand what it means, you you have time to then explain it to them versus, sure. like, sucker punching somebody it's when like they're 17. Taking, yeah, taking a Band-Aid off, like, yeah, let's I, do it quick. Do it young when they're little. Yeah, little. that's interesting. understand. And some people are never told. Like, yeah. so, some of their kids that have been adopted that go their whole life. Yeah. Not, and then they find out on Ancestry.com that, hey, that's not my dad. Chris is in McDonough. Chris, welcome to the program. How you doing? What's going on, Chris? Not much. All right. Um, not really a paternity test, per se, but I am 47 years old, and I just found out that I had a brother four years ago. What? Yeah, from my uh, from my biological father, I... A bro- literally a brother from another mother. Literally, yeah. Yeah. So how did you find that uh, out? Facebook. What? How does Facebook, Facebook know that you're you had a brother? My well, my brother's wife was looking for me because he knew about me, but I didn't know about him. Oh. And I'm the oldest. Look at Zuckerberg go! Wow. So she and she was just top, looking on Facebook and found uh, you know connected the dots and found your profile. Yes. And reached and out after, to you. And then what happened? Yes. Did you believe her at first? We, at first, no. But we got to talking. Um, I met him in person. We exchanged stories, and it, sure enough, it was him. And that led to finding out about another brother. Oh my goodness! No kidding. I, I cannot make this up. Mark. Wow. Up. Have you connected with we that got, other brother? I asked my mom about it, and she said that she possibly thinks that there was another one. I asked her, does she know the name? And once again, I got on Facebook, started lurking, and I found him. Unbelievable. And you contacted and him? The, I contacted him the same way that my brother contacted me. We all met up. Sure enough, true story. And after that, we have two sisters by him as well oh. that we've never met. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Wow. I cannot make this up, Mark. Chris, what, what is the relationship with your newfound brothers now? Are you guys tight? Uh, is it casual? What's the deal? Love them. We meet up um, at least three or four times a month. I moved from Atlanta down south to closer to where one of them lives. Mm-hmm. So we're about five minutes apart now. And my other brother, he's gonna he lives up north, and he's gonna move down south so that we can all be kind of closer together. That's amazing. So you're the oldest, and I'm the oldest. And how old's the youngest? Uh, he will be forty coming up pretty soon. Unbelievable that to have. Um, I mean, it it stinks that you went forty years not knowing your brothers, but what a gift late in life to be like, you know, this is my blood. These are my these are my brothers. It truly is. It truly is. It's a blessing. I couldn't ask for nothing better. That's amazing. And and any work on the sisters? I had two sisters floating around out there. Uh, any any well, luck? They they live with him. 
but my my biological father, they live with him. Your your dad's we, still alive. Uh, yeah, he's uh not the best of you know understood keeping up. Yeah, un- yeah understood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my goodness, wow. So, do you think that's it, or you think you, you know? Are you going to well, shut down your Facebook it. account and, and see, <laughs> just in case? Well, I would rather find out I have a brother than another child. Yeah, that, <laughs> there you go. What a great story. Chris, thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Thank you for allowing me. Take care, buddy. I don't know. What would you think about Chuck? I mean, your dad was a Wild West Montanian. Uh, that would be so He could have crossed the border to Wyoming easily. in, in uh, Nebraer. Easily. Kansas, way down Kansas way. What would you do if you were like... Know. One would be mind-blowing enough. I can't imagine you continue to peel the layers yeah, and you find exactly. that like, you just got siblings yeah. falling out everywhere. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I don't know what I'd do because I never pictured my dad like that. Yeah. So if I found out he was, that would, I'd probably have to go to therapy. Blow, blow your mind on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my good friends growing up, his dad apparently had another family in the same town. Not like, oh, traveling salesman. Like you a know. secret family? Yes. Oh, wow. wow. So after he died, the the... The daughter from the other mom, like, always knew about the re- the legitimate yeah. family. And after he died, contacted uh, my friend and his sister. And was like, hey, by the way, uh, the guy that died, your dad, he was my dad, too. Oh, snap. Yeah, and now they're they're all friends like that. Sure. But, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, you see about those stories like, oh, the guy lived in New Hampshire and he was a traveling salesman. He had another family in Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. This was the same town. That's hard. Yeah, and it's like a town of 600 people. It's not like, oh, there's 500,000 people. It was like a tiny town. I guess if one knows kind of what's going on and keeps quiet about it, Yeah, you got to keep the mouth shut. Yeah, unbelievable. Wow. Uh, Rita joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Rita, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. You can hear me? I can hear you perfectly, Rita. Okay, good. Well, my situation was, uh, or is rather, two years ago, a granddaughter contacted me uh, through Ancestry.com, and I knew that she had been adopted from my son and his then-girlfriend, but at in her 20s, she went looking for her biological parents, and I'm on, uh, she found me on Ancestry.com, and it was wonderful. Um, I How said, old was she when she contacted you? 22. Oh, okay. And I said, well, let me ask my son. You know, if he wants you to contact her, because I felt like this is not my business. This is his business. Sure, 100 you know? percent. Yeah. So um, I'll never forget this. On a Tuesday, I saw him somehow brought up the subject and the look on his face was phenomenal. It was like a hundred different feelings came out and he stuttered and and didn't know quite quite what to say. And he says, yes, of course, I want to meet her. So I texted her, emailed her, and said, uh, here's, his, here's his information. And five days later, she drove in from out of town, and they met. And they look so much alike. They act so much alike. Um, it's been wonderful. It's, it's been wonderful. What a However, yes. now he connected her with the birth mother. He had kept in touch with the birth mother, and that has not gone as well because oh. she had kept the entire pregnancy a secret. So very few people knew about it, and now she's married with children. And and now you've told and, all of Atlanta about it. So good. no, you know the thing is, uh, that's true. But um, it's it's been wonderful. She's that, delightful. I feel blessed to have her in my life. 
I've prayed for every day since the day she was born, and I knew I'd get to meet her one day. And and it, it happened. That what a great yes, great end my, of that story. My only only way I'd rewrite this is she has not told her adoptive parents that she's now oh. met her birth parents. Mm, I mean, she's an adult. I guess she doesn't have to, but it would be nice if she did. I, you know, and I've tried. I mean, she's my granddaughter. I love her, but. You know, I'm not part of her growing up, and I've suggested that the longer she waits, the more it's going to hurt. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think she likes kind of having the secret. Well, <laughs> as most twenty you know? uh, two year old girls do. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, listen, I would tell her. I mean, not that I'm giving advice to your granddaughter, but I would tell her adopted parents because if they find out secondhand, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be painful. Like right now, it's fine. Like that, she still considers them her parents right correct yeah so tell them now let the if they find out secondhand it'll, it'll be uh it'll be more uh, more stinging to find out rita what a great story congratulations uh what a blessing thank you thank you rita all right uh duck dynasty phil uh robertson giving us some good stories here have you had any stories like that where you uh meet up with siblings or kids you didn't know you had via the ancestry the dna or Heck, even Facebook. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Duck Dynasty's patriarch discovers he's got another child, 40-some-odd years old. The miracle of DNA testing. If you had a surprise from your past pop-up, 404 Riley joins us on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, Riley? Yes, sir. I got one for you there. Okay. Yes, well, I, I, I'm blind for two kids, but one of them, I know that's mine. Mm-hmm. But the other one, I have not touched the mother. But they said it's mine. They did a DNA test, and I think the girl knew the people that did the DNA test. And... About 15 years later, I bought my wife a new car and a new house, and I wound up in court with both of the women on the same day. So, one at nine and one at eleven. I didn't even know they had DNA tests uh, back then. Can you get another one done, Riley? (laughs) I I I believe. Well, she's about 46 years old now. And I would like to do do it all over again. I think you can request that, Riley. I think George well, Stein, the DUI lawyer, can uh, can make that happen. Reach out to his office. Tell him Mark Aram sent you. Elliot's in Smyrna. Elliot, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What's up, brother? Man, I got a story for you. So, my 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 parents, mm-hmm. my mother and father, got divorced when I was in the tenth grade. I mean, the uh, the fifth grade. Okay, I was ten years old. And my dad surprised me and said, hey, I got a surprise for you. And it was a baby. It was my little brother. Not from your mom, from someone else. From someone else. Okay. Yeah, my, yeah, my mom. Yeah, my mom. So he was a rose song. Yeah. And so I said, okay. So when I was about like 22, 23, I reached out to him. Mm-hmm. My little brother. Because my father, my father passed in 2005. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. And come to find out, when I reached out to him, I had a little sister too. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, so let's fast forward a little bit, Elliot. How how old is everyone now? And are you guys uh, friendly? 
we are very, we are very friendly. Good. Very friendly. And how old are you and how We're old are they? Friendly. I'm 40. My little brother is 27. Oh, damn. <laughs> and then my little, my little sister, she's a, she's 22. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And, oh, do they all live in the area they, or are you spread out all over? No, no, I'm I'm in I'm in Atlanta. They all live in Chicago. Uh, stay here, stay here, Elliot. <laughs> let, yeah. let them come visit you here. We got to run. Well, I got to run. I'll be back with more of your calls, including Russ in Gainesville and Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. Uh, the patriarch of Duck Dynasty finds out he's got another daughter thanks to a DNA test. Any DNA surprises from your past that have popped up? Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. This is the Mark Aram Show. George likes his chicken spicy. Hey, this is Farmer Governor of Texas, Rick Perry, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Thank you, Governor. Uh, we are going to continue to monitor the protests around Atlanta and the nation. Shelly Winter, my man, Melani Kai, Longoria's half-sister. They're going to be standing by at 8 p.m. We found out through uh, Ancestry.com, by the way. Uh, they're going to be standing by with the show live at 8, so if anything does break or develop, we'll get it to you first. Coming up in just a second, Johnny Kilbasa in a fast food review. We're talking about Phil Robertson, the head of the Duck Dynasty family. It uh, He found out through Ancestry.com or DNA test that he fathered a child, a woman, 40-some-odd years ago, and she reached out to the family, connected, and now their family is bigger and happier. Any surprises like that through the DNA test, 23andMe, Ancestry.com, or or Facebook, 404-872-0750, wsb talk Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk. Russ, before we get to the paternity stuff, what's the latest with the girl you picked up from the back of the police car? Oh, yeah. I told her last night that uh, she helped me get started the show. And she said to me, that's because together we rock. Wow. I mean, that, that was perfect. That was perfect. Yeah, that was great. So she's still around? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to her. I think she's listening to us now. You know, Hey, maybe she's the one. I mean, I waited 50 years, but... Yeah, you did. Uh, out of concern, Deborah Green wants to know what happened with the visually impaired gal. She's right here. Oh, okay, good. All right, so no well, secrets. I promised I would take care it's of her. All, so. It's all wide open in Russ's world. Russ, I would imagine a man with your uh, heritage, lineage, and activities, uh, you might have had a, a paternity thing pop up uh, from someone from years past, No. Not really that I can think of, but you know when you not say really. that, I think that's not about... the answer. You, it's a yes or no. Not really is not really an answer. <laughs> well, I'm so old now, I can't remember all these years. Maybe somebody did do a test on me at one time or another. Yeah. But uh, I have two boys, and they look like me. <laughs> well, that's always good. That's always good. <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised, though. I, I would think if, if they find out you are now a radio star, though, some of those, the exes that had, uh, that you fathered uh, children with might come forward and try to get in. Oh, yeah. On Father's Day, I don't get cards. I get bills. They, exactly right. Exactly right. All right, Russ, uh, be safe. Keep us posted on the uh, all the affairs that are going on in, in Gainesville, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. No protests there up there, huh, Russ? Everything's calm? Yeah, we're we're good. Uh, I've got um I've got um Karen and Beatrice hanging out with me. So excellent. I mean, what more do you want? By the way, uh, did you know you can put uh, a hot pocket in an oven for twenty four minutes instead of the microwave? No, but I like I like things in the oven better than a microwave. Probably. Yeah, sure. But I mean, not a hot pocket. I mean, a hot pocket was yeah, it's a hot pocket. 
Like, they, they should give you, every time you buy a microwave, they should give you a coupon for a box of Hot Pockets. Like, that is the most microwavable thing ever. Low T, though, says he's got a pizza stone for him. I do. Fancy ass one. Uh, Mark is in Stockbridge. Mark, welcome to the show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, thanks a lot, Mark. Hey, that Hot Pocket thing, that's a lot like uh, uh, frozen burritos. I mean, you know, come on. It's got to be my Yeah, exactly. Deborah Green, uh, would you put, not that you'd ever eat it. Let me, let me ask Longoria. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm more apt to eat a frozen burrito than she is. Yeah, Longoria, frozen burrito, frozen enchilada. You microwave yeah, that, right? Microwave. Yeah, I'll put that put that on a bacon. It's stand. not 1956, like we <laughs> it's we, like we TV have dinners. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. That's right. Well, anyway, hey, uh, 1996. I'm sitting in my real estate office in California. Get a call from my mom. She says, "Hey, come over to the house. I have something to tell you." I go over there. I sit down. She looks at me. And says, "You have a sister." Well, I look across the living room to my sister. I said, "Yeah." She says, "Well, no, <laughs> you have another sister." I said, "Really?" Turns out. Uh, you know, when my mom was 16, this was like in 1942. Guys were coming back from the, you know, from on leave from the war. Yeah, in heck yeah. She got pregnant. She was 16, a Catholic family. They sent her to a convent. Ooh. She she never laid eyes on the baby. Went up for adoption. Uh-huh. Years later, 1996, there was a show back in the day called The Home Show with Gary Collins. My sister, I remember him. Yeah. My mom had contacted the show. They... It wasn't even DNA. They went through, you know, open record stuff and found my mom. And, and uh, so they met. Uh, we all met, at the, you know, TV cameras and everything. When when uh, my sister came off the plane, I said, there was no way I could deny her. She is my mom. She Look, just, just looks like your mom. So what's the oh, what's yeah, the I mean, what's the relationship like now, Mark? Oh, yeah. we. I, I mean, I love her. I moved to Georgia. She lives in Florida. So we talk all the time. My wife and her are best friends, you know. It's That's like, great. Uh, it, oh yeah, it turned out really good. So you know, it's just it, you know worked out weird. Did she ever? Did before. she ever have a relationship with your mom? Oh yeah, absolutely. Great. She, uh, you know that? Yeah, when she flew out, she came. You know, she only knew my mom for about four years till my mom passed away. But uh, I mean, yeah. My mom was able to go to Florida, spend about three months with them. It was great. What a, that's a great reconnection, though. They, at least they had that four years together. What a great story. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Yeah, yeah. Joining us live on the group. You're good at the bot. Let me try it again. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight we do not want to... I can't, I can't talk today. The hot, those hot, hot pockets pocket. messed me up. It's Johnny Kielbasa in the Fast Review. How you doing, Johnny? Did she have a relationship with your mom? Great, great, great. <laughs> quality radio there, Mark. And another bit of quality radio is when I found out that Russ in Gainesville is a radio star now, Mark. Hey, you know that there's a Steak and Shake on Thurman Tanner Parkway up there? Uh-huh. And they've got a new pork belly steak burger. Pork belly. Double cheese, double steak, caramelized onion, American cheese, and drizzled with some maple bourbon sauce, Mark. I'm going to drive my car to Thurman Tanner Parkway. I'm going to order four pork belly steak burgers, and I'm going to tell Russ and Gainesville to meet me up there, and I'm going to powerbomb him onto the trunk of his car. And he's going to roll down to the ground, and I'm going to take him around to the front, and I'm going to powerbomb him on the hood of his car, and he's going to roll down to the ground, and I'm going to get one, two, clean in the middle, Mark. If the cholesterol is high, baby, so am I. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and listen to the Sausage Talk podcast on any pod app or 
johnnykilbasa.com. My man. Johnny, uh, oh, he's out. So I, jealous. I think he's mad again. Oh, I didn't wow. even put him on with Russ. What's I that? know. I think That's referring to him as a radio star. Must have that set him off. Listen, yeah. Russ gets recognized. I think that's the problem. So Russ, Johnny likes his anonymity. He doesn't want anyone to know what he looks right, like. Right. Russ is <laughs> Russ is a star now. He goes I out. Can't he's getting. Wow. He's, he's just hung he's up. So like, he's, he's getting discounts at pawn shops. Oh Russ, that is. Uh, you know, he's getting. Uh, police officers are saying, "Hey, take this girl." You know, like. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a little jealousy there. It clearly, I, is. I didn't even get to ask Johnny about the new limited menu. Perhaps that McDonald's is going to keep. Uh, well, he didn't have time. Yeah, for he was. I don't even remember what he. <laughs> was talking about it was a great visual though him pile Power. driving whatever <laughs> he said Russ, unbelievable all right johnny's a little mad today john is in norcross john welcome to the mark aram show hey how are you what's going on john um, well i'm about to celebrate my first father's day in 22 years as a son first father's I, uh, day in 22 years as a son explain that my father of record or as we in the npe world non paternity event, call it mm-hmm. our birth control father, a uh, birth birth certificate father. Let's okay. make sure we got that right. Um, uh, he always claimed that I wasn't his. I thought he was just a jerk. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it turns out the, you weren't. <laughs> took out the, took the test last year and, uh, found out and, um, and I'm going to be, meet, I was supposed to meet my, my actual father. We've, we've reached out. We talked to each other, uh, supposed to meet him in April. Um, but, oh, the COVID, uh, the yeah. COVID, COVID shut everything how down. How did you find out? How did you find out your biological father? Um, well, I mean, I just took this test. Uh, I, I and it, you know, you get the test back, you, you get a, they give you a report. Mm-hmm. And, um, first of all, the ethnicity was, was all askew yeah. from what I thought it would be. I thought it'd be mostly Irish and Scottish and turned out I was mostly English and uh, Western European, so uh, well, well, you thought you're I- you thought you're Irish and Scottish, but it turned out you're English. Yeah, English mostly. You, I can't believe that. That's a ma- that's a massive difference there. That's that's like forty kilometers. What is going on? Yeah. that's mind blowing, yeah. John. Well, you know, they they they, they base it on Gaelic <laughs> or or English or whatever. Understood. But, understood. Um, couldn't find anybody. A lot of people on my mother's side had taken the test. Could see them. Couldn't find anybody that I recognized on my father's side. So had some family members who are on that side of my last name take the test, and turns out I was not related to them. So, um, Where does your biological dad live? He lives in Florida. All right. So also that's good. That's convenient. It's not like he's, he yeah. lives in uh, Bulgaria. Got a reason to go to the beach now. and. Um, Very good. But, is it cordial? Uh, like, did he was he open to knowing that? Hey, uh, I have a son. Not at first, but uh, I reached out to my brother. I got a brother and a sister. Reached out to them. They're both just great. And um, their kid, you know, they're they're not kid, but they're younger than me. So I'm, I'm like, they they're both had cool. They think it's really cool. They got an older brother. I mean, yeah. I'm 55. He's 50. She's 47, 48. And uh, so it's. It's, it's really cool. Your your um, sister's forty eight. Yes. Keep her away from Russ in Gainesville. That's like his sweet spot right there. Tyler's in Johns Creek. Tyler, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. How are you? Excellent. What's going on, buddy? Uh, well, this is more about my son and and uh, my wife. Uh, my wife and I. Uh, turns out we had a bunch of miscarriages and couldn't have kids, so we uh, did fertility treatments and such, and we were going to do 
egg donation. And um, my wife just happened to meet somebody in Canada who knew somebody in in Phoenix, and we ended up adopting 13 five-day-old frozen embryos from a couple in uh, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And uh, my son was frozen for five years. Wow. And um, when he was about 11 or 12, we, we told him what it had gone on. We we actually did an adoption. It wasn't a, an embryo donation. And um, so we let him know when he was, he's 16 and a half now, but we let him know when he was about 12 that uh, he has two biological parents, uh, two full sisters and four uh, half siblings out in Arizona. So you knew and, the you uh, knew the parents like that you had that info when you got the embryo and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, we had uh, we've been told it wasn't going to work for us, and uh, they had searched for uh, the clinic here in Atlanta. Uh, searched for about six months for an egg donor for us, but my wife had a conference in in Quebec City, Canada. She met a woman on a uh, elevator. Just, they were at the same conference. They had dinner together. Real, real quick, and, Tyler, you know, does does your kid have contact with the biological folk? Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's been out there to visit all of them. Wow. They've been here and stayed with us. And uh, I tell you, it, it's it's a wonderful thing. It's amazing. Thank you, Tyler. We'll come back, finish up with your calls, all because of Pat Robertson. We're having this discussion. Robert? No, no. What's the name? Phil Robertson. Not Pat Robertson. Apologies, Pat. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Final segment of the show, but fear not, the live coverage continues here on 95.5 WSB. Shelly Milani starting at 8 p.m. Going to monitor the protest into the wee hours of the morn. Betsy joins us in coming. Betsy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. What's going on? Well, uh, I've got a very interesting story for you. Uh, my, um, my birth parents were never married. I was adopted in 1961. Uh, my father were alive right now, he'd be 107, and my mother would be 88. Um, I found out through the prodding of my husband um, that we, we discovered that my father was, and both my mother and my father, were professional bowlers. And, um, whoa, 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 hold on. Your biological <laughs> parents uh-huh. were both uh-huh. professional bowlers, and they were out on tour and had you guys. Uh-huh. Yep. They um, they actually co-authored and they toured and they taught um, bowling and but they were never married. Nope, they were never married. Is it um, Pete I Weber? Had... I'm trying to think of uh, bowlers. Pete Weber? Is that nope? No. But, but they were friends of of, of my of my parents. Okay. Uh, David Sutar, David Sutar. But my my father was Frank Klaus, Frank Jackpot Klaus. Oh, the jackpot! Yeah. Yeah, Milton Berle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frankie yep. Jackpot Claus. So, yep. uh, so did yep. you ever get a chance to meet him or no? Well, if he's 107 years old right now, I think I don't think so. No, no. But what did you find out though? I found out three years ago. Oh, okay, four, I got three, you. Three, four years I got ago. You. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was closed adoption back then. Yeah, it had of course. To be. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. All the listeners want to know. Being with the with the lineage you have and the <laughs> and the genetics, the genes. Are you are are you a great bowler? You know, I am a good bowler and uh, a golfer too. And both both is in my actually my mom's side of the family, and uh, so yeah, I, I bowled and I, I I still try to bowl, although I had hand surgery, so I found out a little bit too late well, after the you fact. You got You got to keep they, the family uh, the family thing going, whatever the thing might be. You know what I'm saying? The family history. I don't know. Jeff's in Snellville. Jeff, finish this up strong, buddy, real quick. My mother was adopted. Um, but she had no interest in uh, finding out who her real parents were. 
So I took the DNA test from both Ancestry and 23andMe. Um, while we, we never did get a, a close match, I was able to contact the second and third and fourth cousins. I traced their family tree, and eventually I was able to find both of her parents. Is your mom still with us? Yes, yes, yes. Is she and real we've quick, actually is, met is she interested? Is she interested in, in dealing with that or no? No. Oh, I'm but sorry. But I am young. <laughs> Good for you. Go, go, Jeff. Go do what you got to do. Uh, Star of the show. Two stars of the show. Mark Aram gets one for fighting through a double hot pocket emergency. And uh, radio star Russ in Gainesville gets star of the show for firing that knife. Firing up Johnny Gilbert. That was a close with Johnny, right? I mean, close lead right there? I don't know, but Russ gets one. I get one. That's it. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.